0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back to Beats, Rye, and Types, your favorite podcast about music, food, and programming. It's AQ. I'm here with my man, MRB. What up? Hello. Hi. I was super <laughs> uh, You were just brought in by the funky sounds of the Durdur Dur Band and the song Do You. They're a band from Somalia. Uh, that album was re-released by. In, it was recorded in the '80s. but It was re-released by one of our favorite labels, Awesome Tapes from Africa, which puts out some amazing, or reissues some amazing music f- that they find in the dusty bins all over all over the continent. So. That one's particularly I I found it the other day. It was released a couple re released a couple years ago, but it's it's just too funky. I had to put I've had to put it on.
1: Warning. Funk warning. <laughs>
0: warning. Warning. It might get your funk funk levels extremely high in the morning if you put it on in the morning. So this is kind of like the one year, it's been a little over a year since we recorded or released our first episode. And we were thinking about what we should talk about this week. And We wanted to revisit a subject of one of our early episodes, which is sandwiches are the best. So MRB was talking about how he's been really, we both actually been really fiending over tacos lately and making tacos and how, I guess we could talk about how that relates to sandwiches. We could talk about sandwich varieties, non-traditional sandwiches, sandwiches that are outside the bun, (laughs) if you will. Uh, (laughs)
1: That's this is a time when you're lucky that we're not sitting in the same room because that would have been a smack across the like your glasses flying across the room. There's like a hot dog with like glasses and he's like standing next to the bun and he's like thinking he's like, Come on. that sounds like a T-shirt that Gordon would wear where it's like a T-shirt. Shout out to Gordon Diggs. He has some, some punny, some punny T-shirts. There
0: was this really good speaking of hot dogs and sandwiches there was this great uh, recent debate that was recorded and publicized by one of my other favorite podcasts, The Sporkful. Dan Pashman of The Sporkful debated John Hodgman about whether or not a hot dog was a sandwich. Um, and it, it's you should listen to the whole thing because it's hilarious. But there were some, some interesting points about it really depends on your definition of a sandwich. I think everyone agrees that hot dogs are sandwich related, but is a hot dog a sandwich was an interesting question. And it's, it, it spurred a, a live debate in front of a studio audience, which was really, really, really funny. Um, and I have to suggest everyone listens to, it. I won't ruin it for everyone. What the verdict is.
1: You can see like a Gore Vidal, William F. Buckley Jr. Style <laughs> debate about whether the hot dog, that's is ba- sandwich, that's right? basically
0: what it was. It was pretty amazing. Back
1: in the day, right after I graduated from college, there was a a bodega near my house that served tacos and it was called the el taco and one of my roommates got el taco el taco (laughs) it was called el taco and we got drunk and postulated about (laughs) whether or not a taco was a sandwich because you know if a hot dog is a sandwich then you know a taco could be considered a sandwich pretty much just as easily although i don't know you could get into all kinds of semantics yeah it's not that interesting. What is interesting, <laughs> though, is that tacos Tacos are great. Yes. Uh, we have been uh, enraptured by the uh, called taco. What is it called? Tacos. tacos.
0: Recipes and Provocations by,
1: by Alex Stupak. Uh, yeah, and
0: Jordana Rothman. And Jordana
1: are- Rothman. And it's a very dope book. And I've recommended that a lot of people buy it. It t- teaches you about tortillas and, and about them and also how to, how to make them. So you make taco shells uh, tortillas at home corn, corn t- tortillas made of uh, corn, maseca corn flour. He teaches you how to make those at home, which is really fun and not hard at all and extremely delicious. And they're really, really good when they're fresh. And then there's all of these different, you know, fillings for the tacos and condiments to eat with the tacos. And and the taco recipes are basically pairings of fillings and then the different salsas and sauces and condiments and stuff that you eat with the tacos. And it's really good. And uh, it has really making, you know, making tortillas, making the different fillings has given me a deeper appreciation for how fucking delicious tacos are. (laughs) They're really good. And there's very interesting, non-traditional tacos we made. There's a short rib pastrami taco recipe where you make a pastrami that you brine for, you know, three to five days. And then you cook that in the oven uh, for six hours. And then you take that out and pull it apart and serve it on a taco with pickled mustard seeds and uh, onions. And I think that's that's pretty much it. And some salsa, too. And it is extremely good. So it's basically like a mustard and pastrami taco provocating you (laughs) to consider what you are actually eating but the corn the corny flavor of the tortilla with that is is nice is is interesting yeah it's not like it might have been cool to like try to make a rye flour tortilla or whatever but the it just it's, it's so it's so so delicious and just it's very thoughtful book because when you're eating that it's balanced and presented in the same way that a traditional taco is so that it's very like it's kind of weird to eat it, you know, because it's it's got all the same kinds of like layers of stuff in it, but toward a different flavor profile. So it's it's a really it's an awesome book. Totally. It's worth mentioning that one he used to Alex Tupac used to be
0: the chef at or the pastry chef at Alinea in Chicago. So he's part of the. Modern cuisine kind of tradition and he definitely takes that approach to a lot of things in the in the book which is cool and also his restaurant empelon which the book is kind of is extracted from is awesome and open in New York and you should go and you don't necessarily if you live in New York you don't have to you should try making the pastrami tacos but you can also just go and get one and they're awesome. But yeah, it's it's such a cool book. It, we we've talked before about Rick Bayless's book, which is definitely I think was an inspiration for the Stupac book too, but an inspiration for us in terms of like going deep into a cuisine and trying best as possible to faithfully represent the flavors and the techniques of a of a special cuisine and a special region. And so Bayless's into the Mexican kitchen book is like one of our all time favorites and definitely also worth worth checking out he has they have some overlap there but the the Bayless book it they're different they're very different I I, I really like the tacos the new tacos book it's really good I made the mole from it this past weekend which was and uh, all day affair <laughs> and definitely uh yeah
1: how did that come out we didn't i didn't it
0: was amazing yeah i have it makes a lot of mole sauce so now i have like yeah. four cups of mole just sitting in my fridge and i'm gonna freeze and maybe take out and put on a pizza or something like that at some point just
1: yeah i'm in some ice cube trays i'll grow i want to i want to i want to it's take some.
0: super rich like it was it was a it's it was definitely fun what's
1: in it lard is there a lot of lard in it
0: uh, not really like you cook, you cook some of, it's just rich. Cause it's just, there's so much chilies. You have chicken broth and other stuff like the chicken broth that I make that I use for it is pretty rich. So that probably added to it, but it's just the richness of the chilies and all the nuts and the, the seeds and everything that you put in it. It's just like, and the little bit of chocolate that you add at the end, is just like, wow, this is just a, very right. complex yeah.
1: thing. I love the Bayless books, too, but they're very they're really different. If you want to like nerd out about formalisms of cookbooks or whatever it is, uh, the Pack book is in very firmly like in the tradition of his like peers in New York now who are all making like books in similar veins mm-hmm. right like the mission chinese book is sort of similar it's wordier than the stew pack book but it is really similar it's it's about him and his, his style restaurant yeah. whereas the bayless book is like an old school kind of almost an anthropological style cookbook of like depending on which one you're talking about, because he has a bajillion books, but the the one where it's like... The
0: Into the Mexican Kitchen one, yeah.
1: Yeah, like I went to the market and this and that kind of thing. That's and that's it's like,
0: sort of true, but it's also like... I, I, I actually thought that for a very long time, but then when you actually read through the entire book, and you read some other Mexican cookbooks, like the Diane Kennedy books, which well, are which right. are like Kennedy is like the, even further right. to the anthropological exactly. side. Like yeah, there is yeah. like a whole chapter or a whole section of that book, which are definitely just recipes from uh Topolo Pompo or whatever is right, his restaurant. Right, right. But it definitely you're right. It's definitely like one is like a restaurant cookbook and one is a uh,
1: maybe it's a progression then, you yeah. know, but they're both they're both great. I mean the taco book is much shorter. Shorter, more colorful, more personal in certain ways I guess. I don't know, maybe not. The the Bayless books are the Bayless books are amazing. And so are the Diane Kennedy books too. They're just like And, you know, like the David Chang book and the Frankie's book, all those books that we, you know, that we like that are in that kind of in that style um, that hopefully, you know, our pizza book is sort of similar, but without without the restaurant part of it. I was going to mention too, like about a
0: year ago, I had sort of a taco revelation, which definitely has shaped how I wanted to dive into the Stupak book, which is I went to this place in L.A. when I was out there almost exactly a year ago or a little over a year ago now. Uh, called Guisado's, which is like a famous taco place in downtown LA. And their style, Guisado just means like stewed. And so I don't, I don't think it's actually named after a person, but it I think it just means a lot of stewed things. Cause that's basically what the style of tacos is. It's just like, there are certain things you just won't get there. Like, I don't think they have al pastor obviously and they don't have some of the other like more classic taco fillings because all the fillings are like all prepared way ahead of time and are like big pots of stewed pork and stewed beef and stuff like that that they in different types of salsas and sauces that then they just place on taco on tortillas but the important part is because they've done all that work ahead of time to make these stews that they make every single tortilla a la minute like literally you just like watch the people in the front like rolling pressing the tortillas shaping them cooking them and so every single tortilla you get there is made fresh like completely fresh and that just like blew my mind i mean i had had fresh tortillas before but they're like the meat was good but the star of the show by far is the tortilla and like it's just so good and they just taste completely different than most tortillas you've ever had and so when i got the stew pack book i approached it in this like i want to really get good at making tortillas because i'm chasing after that flavor and that dream of like of guisados and their fresh tortillas the tortillas i'm making are good and they're they're sturdy and stable and they hold but i like I think the only way to do that is to get to really replicate is you have to go through like down the hole of like making your own masa. And I'm not, I don't think I'm, I, I have enough, uh, weird kitchen gadgets that getting like a corn Oscar, that's, that's not going to happen anytime soon.
1: There's a local company that makes, uh, their own masa and makes tortillas from them, uh, I want to see if I can get you some should. flour from yeah. some trying to get some masa from them. That would be really cool because when they sell like cooked ones, I mean, I think I haven't tried them. I bet they're really good fresh, but um, I want to make I want to make them myself. It's really fun. My children enjoy eating them too, which is cool because they're just more inclined to eat something if they see me make it, um, which is which is always fun or participate in making it themselves. Yeah. But there's not a good way for them to really cook tortillas yet because you kind of have to like. It's very hot. hot <laughs> yeah, it's a hot activity. Mixing the dough, perhaps uh, so they they help me stretch pizza dough, which is fun, and they they like that part of making pizza.
0: We need we need like a my first tortilla griddle, <laughs> like like a like a light bulb uh, light bulb powered tor- like tortilla griddle that we can use for our kids. If someone wants to
1: kickstart that, we'd uh, it's like. And like goes in and like turns it over or something. No, That's no, nice.
0: like they can they can turn it over. Like you give them a spatula. It's just not that hot. And you like make, right. you make like little little <laughs>
1: tiny baby, tiny baby tortillas. tortillas.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, what else do you have to say on the topic of tacos or sandwiches?
0: Uh, I've been making a lot of bread lately. And I've been wanting to, like, get deeper into making, like, better sandwich bread. And that's something we've right. talked about before, too. Part of that, too, was, like, also making, you know, we will, we've we talked about this before, this obsession with, like, doing every single part of a thing, like making a full sandwich from scratch or something like that. And a little while ago, I made a really good, like, roast pork that was really great for sandwiches and then made that copa. A little while ago that was a couple months ago now but I still have a bunch in the fridge and I made a really really good sandwich out of that recently yeah I've been I've been sad recently because there's not you know locally we don't have I I was like really craving the other day like a like a really just good good sandwich and there's some like decent sandwich options around us but I was like man I I want to I should just open a sandwich shop because no one knows no one's really figured out the you know, no one's made the sandwich that I want.
1: Here, yeah. I don't, I don't have a, uh, there's a couple decent sandwiches, but there's not a sandwich establishment in my town that I love. I haven't tried all of them yet, but, uh, none of them really speak to me, uh, too directly. There, there's decent sandwiches. Like in, in the second, I, I could drive 20 minutes and get a really good sandwich, but I don't really feel like that's like, a that's long a way long to drive. Way, for a sandwich. Yeah. It's a long way to go for a sandwich. What's missing about your local? I mean, what would you make? Let's say you here's a sandwich sent. Sand, sandwich challenge. <laughs> if you had your sandwich shop, what would your and you could only have three sandwiches? You could only sell three sandwiches. Well, so
0: yeah, so I. I been,
1: what would you sell?
0: I, that's a really good question. But I, I've been looking at. I don't remember if the last time we talked about sandwiches, we talked about Palace Takeaway.
1: Oh. In San Francisco. I'm pretty sure you've... Have you mentioned it before? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't, that place is awesome. Either way, yeah.
0: I'm going to mention it now because...
1: It still exists, right? It
0: does, sort of. It's Not in the same way it did before. So when I was living in San Francisco and working in the Mission, there's this place called Palace Takeaway, which this guy Jeff just started, I think, probably almost 10 years ago now. And it was just his vision for like what a great sandwich was. And he would just make different sandwiches every day he had like a repertoire of ones that would come back and forth but every day there were th- three different sandwiches one was vegetarian and then two other ones they were just so good he like had mastered the art of the sandwich and i i i give him non-stop props for that and love just hanging out and talking with him because he had a lot of opinions about sandwiches and sandwich construction too Uh, but yeah, like if I was going to do it, I would want to do something close to what he was doing probably, which is have a, have a unique style, which would definitely be different than him, but still try to mix it up a little bit and have different sandwiches, different, different days. Like I think when I think about it, I think about it a lot like guisados, (laughs) actually related to what we were talking Uh about before. where like, you have good bread and then you have a couple different like meats or like things that are prepared ahead of time. Either it's a cold cut or like some kind of stewed meat, like you'd have a, a roast beef that was hot and you'd slice to order or whatever, but it would be prepared or like meatballs and just have like an amazing meatball sub, which is one, or is one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. So just trying to replicate that. And then like some simple, really good salami or copa or something like that. Leaning towards the Italian for sure, but you know with some cool condiments. That that's kind of my dream sandwich shop. But I don't, it doesn't
1: kind of like beer, kind of like beer craft's uh, sandwich setup. Yeah,
0: too. yeah, similar. Like beer craft, I love their sandwiches. Sometimes they would go like a little overboard for me, but yeah. um, but yeah, like some something something like that. That's my dream, and there I always dream about Vietnamese sandwiches too. And and Pal's actually had it wasn't really a Vietnamese sandwich, but it was like a uh, banh mi. But he had this he got this amazing sausage. And the other thing about Pal's that I'll mention too, he was like the maestro and would assemble everything and have the ideas. But there were only a couple things that he actually made from scratch. Most of the things, like, he would buy sausage from this woman who made this, like, amazing Lao sausage that was, like, this spicy pork sausage with a bunch of uh, chilies and herbs in it, and he would buy bread from really good, like, Acme bread and a bunch of other really good bread bakers. His job was really just to assemble everything into, like, a a beautiful sandwich. Yeah, it would be awesome to find local purveyors of, 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 of delicious meats.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could make some pretty sweet sandwiches at home, too.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I have. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I would. Uh, my favorite sandwich bread that I used to make was I really like making the bread in the Pullman loaf pan. I like the square bread. You do it with the top on and it's square. or You can do it with the top off and it gets like poofy. And then, you know, a little bit of a richer bread, like a little bit of milk, milk powder in it or whatever makes it a tighter crumb and a little more... Uh, Supple, it's really good. Mm. I just used to make white bread like that, kind of like sourdough-ish white bread, and it is really good for sandwiches.
0: I was thinking about, I've been making, twice I made the Chef Steffs bagel recipe, which I highly recommend, it's really good. And I was thinking about how you could potentially use, take the bagel dough and bake it into like rolls instead of bagels, and you'd have like bagel-flavored rolls that would be a little easier to use for not that you can't use sandwiches bagels for sandwiches bagel sandwiches are great but if you wanted to do something a little higher stacked or like or even like you could do them like uh like sub rolls but from uh from bagel bagel dough which would be probably really good um Mm. so yeah maybe i'll try that and see how that see how that works out
1: yeah, I tried to make rolls a couple times. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of work involved, uh, a lot of proofing and shaping and all that bullshit. And they come out pretty good though. They do. Like I made a hamburger. I wanted to. I made like a cheeseburger from scratch, like what you're talking yeah. about once. Where I made the buns, and I fucking, you know, I actually like I I made the I grew the cow <laughs> from scratch. No. I purchased dead cow meat and then I cooked that with cheese that I also purchased. So basically I made the bun. In other words, I made the bun. <laughs> did, and I probably grew the Did you make like the, the ketchup or anything? I grew the tomatoes and the lettuce and I think I made mayo. Yeah. I don't really like ketchup, so I don't give a okay. shit about ketchup. I don't, I don't really put, I don't put ketchup on cheeseburgers, but, um, hamburgers, the sandwich is someone saying that a hamburger. No, a no, sandwich? I don't think anyone no. would disagree that. I'm just trying to think about like in Prague, like they don't, I don't know if they really have like sandwiches there though. I guess they do that cool thing where they take a roll. Oh, I love that! And yeah, they poke know, the hole in it and they shove the sausage in there. That's pretty that's, baller. That's yeah. They got the they got the the spike. Yeah, you could sell that. You could sell that shit. Man, That'd be dope. yeah. That- sausage poker.
0: Speaking of sausages on sandwich, the last thing I'll say was uh, <laughs> I was talking to someone about breakfast sandwiches in New York the other day, and there's like this—I don't—I wouldn't say it's unknown, but lesser known variety of the Brooklyn bodega breakfast sam or New York bodega breakfast sandwich, which is some places will do like sausage, like not sausage, like sausage patties, but sausage links like on a breakfast sandwich. And if you find a place that can do that where they'll like split it in half and put it on the griddle and have that with eggs, like it's like a little, maybe like they're like the sausages are usually like basically just hot dogs, but maybe like a little spicy Oh man, I there was a place like that right by six jobs ago they, at the old 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 intersect office on Bleecker Street.
1: Johnny's had Johnny's had that Johnny's would do that with That's sausage right. That's too. That's right, they near, would yeah, on Twenty yeah. Sixth Street. Yeah, I used to get that all the time. It's the best. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: Um, but it's, it's a, it's a deeper cut. Most people just go for the bacon and egg. And like, if you find someplace that does the sausage, highly recommend get the sausage links because
1: shout out to Johnny's though. That's a really good little lunch counter. It's still there. It has a fancy new awning. I saw oh, that does the it? other day. I've been over there, uh, but so long. it's still there. George was behind the grill cooking. I bet if I walked in there, he'd be like, yo, where you been for the last, how long has it been? i be like oh, three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That place is dope. If you ever want to have like a sit down breakfast and be a gangster you can go there (laughs) well thanks for joining us everyone
0: and uh yeah you can um we're gonna be posting some updates about the pizza book this week you should follow us on twitter twitter.com slash pizza types you should tell uh your extended family maybe your cousin cousin al to to like us on on facebook or press that like button uh, and tell your friends you can support us on patreon.com such pizza ryan types that actually that money actually is helping us you know support the actual podcast but also the daily tips we've been doing and also just the pizza book as an extended thing because we're there are all these extra things we want to do with pizza book and the more money we have to do that the better it'll be and yeah thanks everybody for listening
1: see you soon i hope to see you say hi peace oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>